Hey friends, there's a few dates in particular coming up, which I'd like to see as many 12 and a half as possible in the next few months. Um, March 15th and 16th, I'll be headlining Laughs Unlimited in Sacramento. Uh, April 5th, I'll be at the Last Best Comedy Club in Bozeman, Montana. Uh, I'd love it if we could get some 12 and a half in the crowd for those, uh, those particular dates. And the first week of May, I'll be at the MGM in Las Vegas. Be fun to party with you there. TJ will be in Syracuse February 16th and 17th. Raleigh, North Carolina, the Improv, March 8th and 9th. And uh, if you want more details about his dates, go to tjmillerdoesnothaveawebsite.com. And enjoy the show. Thanks for listening. Today's show is brought to you by Audible. Please visit audiblepodcast.com slash cashing in for your free audiobook download. Audible, we got some books for you. That's their new theme song. Just made that up. Listen whenever and wherever you want, just like the podcast you are listening to right now. Audible has over 100,000 titles to choose from. Every genre, Audible has it covered. Right now I'm reading Billy Lynn's Long Halftime Walk. It's the best book I've read in the last, like, two years. And it's on audible.com, so check it out. Again, that's audiblepodcast.com slash cashing in. For a free audiobook download. Audible, we got some books for you. Now entering Nerdist.com. Answering the questions you don't have. Deep conversations in the shallow end. Two men with lots of ideas and less than an hour. Intelligent-ish. This is Cashing In with T.J. Miller. Bring low, sweet chariot. Come for to carry me home. That's Warning! The, that's the voice. Warning! That is, I could use a little more water back here. That is the voice of... And a new harmonica, maybe in the key of A, or something that don't always sound sad. <laughs> that is the voice... Oh, there's my tin cup in these cell bars. Uh, see, the ice cream sailboats with these mouth. I'm breaking free. That's the voice of Trisket Hurleybutton. I, uh, I'm in solitary yeah, confinement with him. Um, as you recall, uh, he's a T.J. Miller impersonator who's up for the murder of ex-baseball star Mackie Seth. Innocent of the murder. Well, and I do feel partially responsible for this since I fingered you. Fingered uh, me. To get T.J. out of jail a few weeks back. It was like a puppet sitting atop his hand. Well... Trisket, you do a great T.J. Miller impersonation. Well, but, thank you. But historically... Uh, hey, everybody, buy my music CD. I'm slu- I'm effeminate enough to make you wonder if. <laughs> Trisket, it's just I had to make That's a choice. That's my T.J. after I, I two make, or three drinks impression. I had to make a choice between you and T.J. Miller, and, and he's such a great guest. I, I had to finger you. But here's the thing that I'm working on, and I just wanted to come in and talk to you and record a podcast with you since I couldn't get T.J. today. 
Triscuit? I've been in here over eight months. I know. Gosh, how long has it I'm been? I'm working on it, buddy. Listen, Triscuit, have hope. I have, I'm trying to locate some sound recordings that will prove that really Katy Perry was in that car. I mean, how would you ran get over her on record Sasser. saying that? Well, I'm, I'm, I'm doing what I can. Do you I have can. any with you? I'm doing what I can. Do you have any with you? Any what? Any of the tapes. I don't have the tapes on me. I would, they actually frisked me uh, in solitary they, uh, confinement. They took the they, tapes? They took, they, well, they have the tapes. And, oh, you'll uh, get them back on the way out. I'll get them back on the way out. It's like a cell phone at a museum. Yeah. yeah. It's a lot uh, I that. haven't seen one of those. I, I forget what museums even look like. Yeah. But we will get you out. That's what I'm trying to tell you. Oh, I don't care anymore. I started, you know how uh, Lil Wayne did an entire album while he was in prison and uh, Ellen Barker wrote a, a novel while she was in prison. Yeah. Martha Stewart painted a whole new line of paints. She actually painted the outsides of the paint cans. <laughs> In prison, I'm working on. Uh, You're, you've got an art. I can see you've got it's a, a modern dance I can, piece. Well, I can see you've got a mural. On well, it's the a wall. mural of the modern dances yeah, that which, I'll do. Yeah. So you're actually you're you're sort of choreographing it on the wall here, and, and I'm, I'm amazed they've given you so many different colors of chalk. And you know, spark, I, I haven't sparkles. urinated in fifty weeks. Do you understand? Wow. Yeah. It's too hard. Look at this thing. There's, only, there's just this little urinal. First of all, it's no higher than, than ankle level, and they won't tell me why. It's something against using it to, who knows, something about killing yourself. It got no shoelaces. They left me with a belt, but that's because it's made of balsa wood. Yeah. It would snap in half if I tried to kill myself. But I can't, I can't go wee over here. There's no partitions. There's no place. Why did they? Get- I went to solitary. You know, I mean, this is obviously solitary confinement. It is, but there's there's a second. A lot of people don't know this. A second, a lonely solitary confinement. Oh, extra, which is where you're in solitary confinement, and every so often they open the little slat and they go, "Will you ever have really loved or known love?" And then they close it. Oh, so they sort of mock you. We, it's, you know, it's not even a mocking. It's just sort of re- reminding you of how lonely you are, even in a greater sense than mm, being. So it's sort of a heckled. Lonesome, solitary. yeah. In terms of not having people, around. there is a solitary confinement heckler, from what I've heard, that just periodically walks around. Well, you know, I don't do stand up. I was an impressionist. You were an impressionist. You never in uh, Reno. Yeah, you know, I almost made it in the big time in Atlantic City, but uh, that fucking Jeff Dunham stole my act. I had a talking peanut who was a Siamese twin with a jalapeno. <laughs> A jalapeno boulevard. <laughs> That's a Denver. Oh, God. Hey, Triscuit, here's the thing. They, they, I, they, Triscuit? They briskly fuck me in the showers, Cash. <laughs> Listen to me. It's not funny, Ryan. They briskly fuck me. Never more than 20 to 25 seconds. Hey, Triscuit. You know what, that's what happens to an impressionist in, in prison. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, and I'm the only one in the shower. Figure that out. Ah, <laughs> uh, well, listen, uh, Triscuit. I'd like go ahead to, with your show. Y- can we do a show together? Yeah, uh, because I took a 19-hour energy, so I feel like we can Did do you? an extra long one. Yeah, I feel really rejuvenated right now. 
And uh, you know, let's do it. Let's do a podcast. Let's make it so good. So that last, that you even have energy when you're asleep. I'm going to have a lot of energy for a long time. Let's be. Let's do such a good podcast that I play this for the uh, representatives of Katy Perry, mm-hmm. and they turn her in because they'd think? rather represent you. Let's okay. let's do that good of a podcast. Are you ready? I'm ready. Do you know how the podcast starts? You know, I've never listened to well, it. Well, it starts something like this. Triple banger lightning round. Oh, it's easy to catch on. All right, fair enough. banger yeah. lightning round. Yeah, I've never heard the podcast. Uh, all my all the research that I did for the impression is done almost <laughs> exclusively from Standard Deviance, a PBS <laughs> series that he, he was on uh, in 1990. Who gives a shit? Right, triple go ahead with the finger lightning round question one 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 uh get a belt or get some pants that fit i <laughs> i think belts are so stupid god jesus <laughs> i think belts are now, so now that's where we start to that's, uh, that's where we start and stop differing <laughs> that's where we start our differences in part ways get a belt do you do you wear pants without a belt every time i'm wearing Why? pants and i don't have a belt yeah. i'm like I, I feel like a bad. I feel bad for the day. I'm like, what are you happened? serious? I kind of look at myself in the mirror some places, especially if the mirror. So you do it for looks. Me, you do it for looks. Kind of looks like my reflection is scolding me if it's slanted on a sort of yeah, a yeah, tilt. Yeah. Okay. And you know, it's like, how? Where am I in my life? How pathetic of a man am I that I couldn't remember a belt? It's like. How often do you go out without socks or underwear on? No, wait a second. Ever. This is a horrible analogy. Socks or underwear? You can't uh, – underwear is, is very different than a belt. I mean a belt is an extra accessory on top. You can Your pants will stay up if you buy the right kind. But then the, it pulls on the button. The button. The button? With, with, the, a, with a hard T. Yeah, and then you have the little – then your zipper peeks out like, hey – Remember, there's a dick behind here. You don't want that. If you have a talking penis. Well, a talking zipper. The penis goes, quit embarrassing me, Leonard. Yeah. You're saying, you know, the penis. And who's ever heard of a zipper named Leonard? Well, I have every time somebody talks to me. You're saying if you're not wearing a belt, you're, you're, your honey stick actually sticks out. <laughs> That's what we call it here on the show, the honey stick. Your honey, honey stick. stick. It actually comes out. Of nothing your... grosser. Like you know what I imagine. I, there's is nothing the weirder. The end of it is that ball with the sort of slats. Yeah. That they put in honey. You know, in the honey pot. Yeah. Anyway, there's nothing strange. That dick, but just mucus. There's nothing stranger to enveloping me enveloping it. <laughs> there's nothing stranger when I see someone going through security. You know, you're going to have to go through security. You have yeah. to take off your entire belt, put it through the security. Uh, uh, through the conveyor and then put it back on. I don't understand why you just wear something where you don't need a belt. Do you ever get zipper peak? No. You what don't. Your what zipper never peaks out because you haven't been wearing a belt and it stretches the sides. I don't, of the I don't wear shirts where you can even see my belt. So I don't know why you'd or see that area of my body. And it doesn't bother you that you, there's no shame that beneath that too long shirt is just a fucking zipper. Peeking out beneath the button. Stand up. Going, let me see you. Let at any see. moment, my fucking pants are going to burst. Your honey stick's going to fly out. Let me look. The honey stick's going to come out, and you're going to get a honey slap <laughs> on your pie whistle. That's what I call people's. Are you wearing a belt right now? See, I, look. It, let it, me see. I mean, yeah, I'm always. Oh, you're, you do have one. And I do. You know, I still. This belt it's is a giant belt. 
Yeah, of course. It has I'm surprised to be. that they in solitary confinement let you keep that. A lot of people hang themselves well, that's with their what belt. I was saying. It's made of balsa wood. <laughs> if you look around here, I've actually carved in CN plus TT with a heart around it. It stands for Cartoon Network and TNT. The, I didn't make the heart big enough for an N in the middle of the T's. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm going to move on to the triple banger lightning, lightning round, round question, question two, 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 two. Uh, would you be more angry if you found someone going through your medicine cabinet or your glove compartment? Medicine cabinet. More angry. What? Yeah. Interesting. See, we disagree about this. I expect people to go through my medicine cabinet. I leave them things, notes, really? whatever. Yeah. I expect them if they're in my bathroom at a party or whatever to go through all my belongings. Don't you? You don't know. Ex- <laughs> yes. What kind of friends do you invite over? I expect people to go through my stuff. Especially a house sitter. I know everything's going to be looked at. And now. Everything. Really? Yeah. Every letter I've written. Well, I leave. You know what I leave? I have a dildo in yeah. my, my uh, bedside table. Yeah. And uh, I leave a little note under it. Mm-hmm. You know, so that whenever the, you know, whoever's cleaning the house or guests see it, it says, Haha, you just got dill don't look in my drawers anymore. <laughs> that's thinking ahead. That is. But <laughs> that's it. Like you really thought it, that out. Just hey, in it case. It pays off, I'd say, just in over case. three times. The a worst decade, part about that, yeah. The worst part about that is you never know if it's paid off. You know, you put a feather on top of it just to make sure you know. <laughs> Feather. It's a peacock technique. feather. It's actually peacock bigger feather. than the dildo. No one has ever seen it. They're always like, what is this feather doing? Is there even anything under this in this drawer? I can't even see the dildo. That's part of the problem. You use such a big peacock feather that that's what they move. So then you put As I tell the ladies, I got such a big peacock. So then you won't be able to see my honey stick. So then what you do is you put the dildo on top of the peacock feather, and that becomes the thing that you leave the note on. Yeah. And what does that note say on the peacock feather? Uh, this has become a very difficult pe- improv. Game. I know. <laughs> pe- pe- don't you can suck my peacock. You won't. That's it. It's a tough. One. It's a much Put smaller you on the spot. note. Yeah. Put you on the spot. Well, it was going to be something with peacock. Yeah, something with a cock. Uh, it's peacock Mamie. Yeah, that you can't see behind this. But who cares? <laughs> you're obviously a fair feather friend. <laughs> if you're looking through my drawers. How about this? How about this? <laughs> and if you were, you'd see why I don't have a dick and I need a dill. Don't look in my drawers. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't even rhyme. Seriously. It does after rhyme. It literally was five different puns. All, all pa- yeah, that was good. You're right. on was words. Good. How about this? How about this? I've noticed you've seen the feather from my peacock. <laughs> Just stay out of my glove box. That doesn't rhyme. It is the box rhyme. and glove. That needed to. That needed. Well, to now rhyme. You're, this is double entendre. Yeah, you're yeah. you're even taking it beyond what I was uh, able to. Things do. have spiraled completely out of control. Completely, completely, completely out. Anyway, listen. You Compre- expect people to not go through. Yeah, I mean, you would, if I was going to try and say something about completely, but I. <laughs> Wouldn't, wouldn't it, you did. it just sounded like you were being racist. Uh-oh. No, that's yeah. not true. Wouldn't you be upset if you saw someone going through your glove box? I would. You are wearing a kimono, and you throughout the, sh- the entire show have been pointing at yourself going, what if, like mouthing. <laughs> when I'm talking, you're going, what if, what if I was wearing this? Well, that's a good point, actually. Which it depends Japanese. what the person's wearing when they go through your stuff. 
No, okay, look. If someone's naked well, in your it's, car seat. It's, you're, you're insane. Yeah. Okay, you come into my fucking cell talking about going, oh, I want people to go through my medicine cabinet. If I had a medicine cabinet, which I don't anymore, people shouldn't be going through that. Somebody opens your glove box. That's just curiosity. But that's why I keep a, a tightly coiled cobra mm. in my glove box. People open it. It jumps out, bites them. Don't look in my GB, home E. So in lieu of a note. You know, a, 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 a sort of a friendly note. The feather-covered dildo. The feather-covered dildo. <laughs> in lieu of that, in your glove box, you have a cobra poised to kill Should someone. We? And yet, you'd be more upset if someone went through your bedside table. Stay out of my bedside table. <laughs> uh, I think it would be funny. I think, I think everybody, all the 12 and a half listeners, should. Which, one of the listeners, a young lady... Who is, uh, I, you know, I don't want to be presumptuous, but the lady friend of Alex Hirsch, who's a great, uh, just a hilarious and awesome animator who does Gravity Falls on Disney, which is a show that I ruin every week. Um, he, he, she's one of the listeners, and I met her, and I just, you know, I don't know, you know, why, why I brought that up, but I, hello to her. Yeah, good shout thank out. Thank you to all That's the good listeners. Shout out. Did she go through your. Uh your glove box or your uh, medicine cabinet? Oh, I, here's what I think. I think twelve of the twelve and a half. Yeah, at least seven should start calling, and you and I should do this too, Ryan. You're invited, but you don't have to. You know, yeah. You're already you've got your legs crossed. Like right. I'll do what I want today, yeah. including get a Bob's Burgers. <laughs> um, you know, I think we should start referring to the glove box and the glo- or the glove compartment as the glove the glove drawer. Mm, Just drawer. to sort of you know mess with people's minds, mix what, it up. What about the cobra spot? Or yeah, cobra you know, spot. It's like- pretty amazing. <laughs> hey, can you reach in the uh, cobra spot and get out the map? <laughs> I told oh, that's you- no longer a real reference. Yeah, the Tom Tom. I told you there was a cobra in there. Okay, we're gonna move it along. Okay. Triple banger lightning, lightning round. round. Question three, three, yeah, three, three. How long is your visitation? Because we may not yeah, be able know, to get through the We're entire... going to move through it. Uh, the world record. Jody most... Foster is coming later, and I'm going to threaten <laughs> her with my tongue. Uh, the world record you'd most covet. World. These are all world records. Um, largest Smurf collection. Uh, the uh, farthest squirting of milk from the eye. <laughs> or longest ear hair. Which one would you covet? I mean, is there any question? There is in your mind. Yeah, I, I think it's pretty clear. I'm going to say it together at the same time. Yeah, yeah, let's do it. Farthest squirting of milk. Oh, uh, I, you know, it's useful. It's pretty useful. Yeah, that was was what I was going to say. Yeah, I know you were. But why? Then what? What were the other ones? Uh, First of all, Smurf, Smurf collection. collection. What do you have? Actual Smurfs. That's the most impressive. Well, there's somebody with. Do you a, mean a Smurf action? There's figure? someone with with a thousand sixty one pieces of Smurf collection memorabilia, and that's the largest in the world. Oh, that's terrible. Yeah, most of your living space is devoted to Smurfs. Yeah. Yeah, you're giving them more room than yourself in your life, and all of those—that uh, whole collection—is inside that person's medicine cabinet. <laughs> they, uh, Wouldn't that surprise you? If your you're medicine searching- cabinet is big enough to keep a thousand smurf items in, it's too big. <laughs> 
If your lawyer has a Smurf collection that's over a thousand Smurfs, I wouldn't want any of these, by the way. I wouldn't want my lawyer to squirt milk from his eye. I'd like and that. And I would not want a lawyer with the longest yeah, ear hair. No, no, you got ear it all wrong. Ear hair lawyer. You've got it all wrong. Well, first of all, that's just disgusting. Yeah. And who's proud of that? They're like, hey, did you see my ear hair? Yeah, it's near your ankles, yeah. which is also coincidentally where you urinate. Look, sometimes when I finish a joke, I say, look, and then yeah. I, there's nothing. Yeah, that's okay. Uh, I, you know, I like that. I like the lawyer. How my, that's how my jokes start. The lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, anyway, uh, the lawyer The lawyer finishes his closing statement. Hey, look at this man. Triscuit Hurlebun. Is this the face of a man who could have killed a person with their car and then repeatedly made sure they were dead, driving back and forth over their body. I think not. Just a squirting out the eye, if you know what I mean. Like instead of a wink, it gets it gets in one of the jurors. Instead of gets in one of the jurors, Doctor Peppers. He's like, now it's dying. The defense rests. No, it's it was nine feet. Someone squirted milk out of their eye. How do you even develop that skill? How do you discover that's something you're good at? I don't get how, I don't, how do you control that skill? That's a well, superpower here, you need to control. Here's the thing. It is a thing, and you can learn it and make it, you know, you can get better at it, I guess. But it, what is that moment in your life when you're like, you know, people can squirt milk out of their eyes. Yeah. I feel like I I feel like I could do that. That's something I could aspire to. You think it was a goal-driven it. thing? Someone that you don't think it was something they discovered? We could all learn to do that. You know what? Maybe I'm completely That's wrong. That's not a great. Once party you say trick. it out loud, I just can't even. It's not a great party trick either. I don't think when when in a relationship do you just uh, do the squirt <laughs> technique? You don't do it during your first lovemaking session. You know, during your you uh, orgasm, give her the old one too. Where you, that's sort of a version of a full body release, I guess, where you squirt milk from your eye as you're. I like the idea of going. Here, I'm coming to climax, and I always do come to climax. Yeah, you always announce that, from what I've heard. Yeah, I'm coming. I'm coming to climax. Where's it coming from? Oh, <laughs> double trouble! And I want to apologize, Sandra. I, you weren't even in the room when I ejaculated. I was just thinking about intercourse, and then I did my uh, one too. I, I mean, yeah. When do you bring that up? Yeah. Do you do you sort of say, time. hey, this is kind of a, you? If you're trying to get a world record in it, you're not like kind of going. Hey, there's this weird thing that I kind of... I mean, nine feet. You're saying, hey, come outside. I need to show you something before we sleep together. Yeah. It's terrifying. There's so many inappropriate times you could break it out, like at weddings, like during a, you know, maybe a rehearsal dinner speech. Yeah. Where you're talking about the best man and you just lean over and just squirt (laughs) someone's... So inappropriate. You get so drunk, you're squirting scotch out of your eye, but it's, it just burns. Yeah, is so it just milk? Is terrifying. it? I mean, there has to be other products like I Red mean, Bull. Yeah, is milk less? <laughs> Can you feel? Are you gonna top that off? Maybe it's a bartender. <laughs> it's a bartender. Famous bartender in Las Vegas. He works at Circus Circus. <laughs> Here's what I'm worried about: the the, the fucking the. Uh, the force, the velocity necessary to get it nine feet. That means if it's a close quarters, if you're in a, what is it called? Point blank range. That's going to actually sting. Yeah. If he's talking to somebody, yeah. he takes a big drink of milk. He's holding his nose and you make him laugh really hard. 
just, it'd be terrifying. It just, right in your face. It goes in the face, and they're going, "Ow, my my cheeks burn from close quarter milk squirts." I thought of the perfect time to do it. This is a perfect time to use it on a date. You take her to the carnival, which you know we all take our first dates to a carnival. Uh, that's the best place, you yeah, know. Of course, nothing like a funhouse mirrors that kind of thing. I lost a lot and, of money uh, in carnival you, games. You, you right. know that game where you where you shoot you know water and you and it, it raises the. Uh, the bubble thing, yeah. you know, you do that with your sure, eye. I think that's what it's called. You that's lean over and you just, just do yeah. it with your eye. You just hit it. That is hilarious. You go, you go. That would impress goes, her. And then you get a stuffed animal out goes, of it. Sir, uh, to turn the gun on, it only cost $3. He goes, I'll take care of this to his girlfriend. Goes, yep. I'll take something from the top row. That's not how the game works. All right. You want to get caramel corn? You just quickly try and get her out of there. Look, we, I didn't, we didn't actually get a prize. But sort of in a way, our prize was you seeing me do that. I obviously have done it with enough women that I was confident to do it then. It's, it's, when you cry, I wonder if you can control if it's milk tears or real tears. Because <laughs> that would be useful. You know? You're really sad. The baby's and crying. Then, and girls would girls would be like, <laughs> you, you feed your baby with tears. Oh, I love you so much. Killing two birds with one stone. Instead of instead oh, of breast. the joy you brought me. <laughs> drink out. There you go. Just drink out. Yeah, instead of breast breast milk, you could do that. And tears of joy. <laughs> I've interrupted uh, you. Listen, buddy. Uh, the reason I brought this up is I broke a world record. Let's go to where were you? I'm being serious. When you weren't wherever you oh, are you now. brought the sound system in here. Where yeah. were you? It's crazy. You got this in here and they wouldn't Well, it wasn't just the sound system. I, I, I mean, you're not giving my sound system enough credit. I brought a live band. This was That's a live band. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. You guys yeah. look like fucking speakers. <laughs> what the hell? Yeah, I brought them inside. What are those knobs on your forehead? Yeah, I snuck them in. There's a live cobra in there, too. Kids get this. I, uh... <laughs> Kids get the strangest piercings. You like that program? I was in uh, Grand... With Jill Rosby? Oh, I don't remember that one. Well, it was a, it was, it's a fucking. I'm gonna tell you where I was. Front, I was. It was basically just putting propaganda. I was I was in Grand Rapids, Michigan at Gilda's Laugh Fest, and uh, yes, a lot of right. our favorite friends were you there. You did a fun uh, ra- if it, was, it was well, it was a it was a it raised money for for cancer. It was also a lot of fun. There were a lot of great performers. I was in a group with uh, Pete Lee and uh, uh, Jamie and Liso and did Jackie the, Jackie Cation. It was a fun group of did people. Did it put the fun in? Put the fun fundraiser in the fundraiser. Did it? Okay. And we broke a world record. Uh, for me personally, it was longest show with no laughter. No, I'm just yeah. joking. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I love it. Uh, we did. Uh, we had. We were part of the uh, largest group of people uh, ever assembled with fake mustaches. Seriously, and it was a uh, fourteen hundred people, and we all and we had to get into it. I'm serious. This was how the whole event started, and. Uh, I'm rarely speechless. Yeah, in I know. Itself. It was weird. It was weird. And they we, they gave How us all you... fake mustaches, and that was we're going to be in the Guinness Book of World Records, fourteen hundred of us. We broke a record that was about seven hundred. And what I was Jesus, telling people, why, you did fourteen hundred. Shattered the record. Shattered the record. That's that is shattering. It's cold outside double, too. That's double the. Yeah. And so then that's a record. That's I mean, a record. That, I know. Is that a thing? Well, if I get together two thousand Twitter know. followers, and I'm like, everybody. Put a, you know, I know. Put I feel a, the same put way. Put a boot on your head. And, it, and then they were like, we're in the Guinness Book of World Records, actually. Oh, really? Are you a triathlete, a decathlon? <laughs> I'm not a decathlon. That's right. the actual noun of the thing. That they, I asked you a question. Are you a triathlete or a decathlon? <laughs> and I said, yeah, I'm neither. 
But I got the most amount of people together and, and convinced them to put a boot on their head. Yeah. Oh, you're in the Guinness Book of World Records for being the biggest asshole. <laughs> I know. Well, I thought, I thought too, that the original record, uh, from what I heard, uh, was more impressive in its own way, the, the mm-hmm. record we shattered. Because that was just a Halloween party where everyone happened to have a fake mustache and just showed up. It was a coincidence. That was a 700? Yeah, giant coincidence. <laughs> And that seems like it, it should was, be a world a, record. What a terrible but we planned party. this. As people walk in, every <laughs> single person goes, oh, oh hey, costume. we brought one. Oh, <laughs> hey, we brought some pick. Oh, hey, we brought lemon bars. Oh, good. <laughs> See, Helen, I told you other people would wear stashes. <laughs> but it was, yeah, it was, it was fun. I got home. I've been home for about two days. And this is funny. I took my son. You know, this, is, this is the section called Where Were You? So I wanted to tell you where I was. Yesterday, uh, I spent the day, took my son camping for the first time. Uh, he's two and a half. Really? And uh, you think he's not ready, but I took him camping. I took him to. <laughs> I love that he thinks that he's not ready and he's like, still took him. Well, I took him because we did it at REI. We did it at REI. They've got the tent. I didn't know what to do with them for the day because April was busy the entire day. You guys went camping in an REI? Inside an REI. We went into a tent and I told him there was a bear somewhere loose in the. and he thought At it was no really point fun. Do I know if this is real or it not. It was really fun. It can fun. be real. I it swear is. to God, we went to REI and spent hours there because I didn't know what to do with them. It is a fun place you to do take it a kid. overnight. There's a rock climbing wall. There's sleeping bags. Oh, we, yeah. We'd go out into the uh, uh, different areas of the store and then come back into the tent. He loved the tent. Uh. And my favorite part of the whole situation, though, he's two and a half. He's just learning phrases. Sometimes he says them at the wrong time. Sometimes he says them at the correct time. But he turns to me, and we've got these two sleeping bags set up, and we've got a little lantern. And uh, Is that true? Yeah, absolutely. I swear to God. And, you know, we're inside. <laughs> the salesman comes in, he's like, and so in here you'll see the size. Yeah. Uh, and flat hey, you guys, It's been about two and a half hours. Yeah. You guys getting out my of here? Son, my like, son, that's the bear! It was a, it was a five-man <laughs> tent we were inside. We were in a five-man tent. Is that true? Yeah. Who it's a five-man five tent. guys are like, you guys want to sleep in the same tent? Uh, well, five. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, a lot of these guys want to bring their own tent. Five of hey, us. Look, hey, Jerry, I've been telling these guys we should all be in the same tent. They all want to bring their own tents. Jerry, would you tell them? You don't, you don't want to either? Well, what is, guys, why did I buy this giant tent? But I had been there so long, I had convinced myself we were camping. I mean, I think he really felt the same way. And did and you, we, we, had the, we had the tent the closed, too, the flap closed. Once in a while, the, uh, the, the salesman would come by and be like, you, you guys okay in there? You guys right? And he'd lean in like the mesh part and kind of peek in. I'd be like, we're fine. We're just kind of getting a feel for the tent. I think we're really thinking about buying it. I'm like, I think we really might go for it. Um, We're just getting a feel for the yeah. Death. And then I'd be like, and then and then I'd be like, uh, at one point he had checked in like three times. I wanted to give him something to do. I'm like, do you have any like uh, sort of air pillows we might explore or, or feel like, you know? Like, so he brought us like an air pillow, you know, and explore. Uh, <laughs> just kind of get a feel for. You know, we need to investigate some air pillow possibilities. We had a chair in there, a reclining chair, and a. You uh, brought that in from a different store. That was no, no. They, they, they have so much gear at REI. Um, but this That's is my favorite special. part. My, my son says all these things out of the groceries. Book. I don't even know where he got this expression, but he just turns to me. We've been in there for like ten minutes. We have neither of us have spoken. I think I might have even <coughs> fallen asleep for a while. And I wake up and I look over to him, and he turns to me. He goes, "It's been a long time." <laughs> He's two and a half. <laughs> He's like already grown pensive. You know? <laughs> <He's> like, <laughs> 
That's amazing. Yeah. You got to do that. Been a long time. Yeah. But he says all kinds of crazy stuff. He even talks about the podcast. I played you that. that yeah. I mean, you haven't. I don't think we've seen each other when you haven't. Yeah, I know. Uh, I know. I played it for it three times. I would, you know, I think that's amazing. It's that's a good that's a good lesson. It's like you know, better to try it out. And it, again, always worth it to have kids. It sounds like from your perspective because it's so fun. But you know, try it out. It's like don't go to Disney World. Just kind of go into the bathroom and have a giant <laughs> Mickey Mouse head in there, floating in sort of a bubble bath, and be like, Mickey's taking a bath. <laughs> Sing with me. It's a small world out. Then when the kid starts crying, you can just let him go back into the the rest of the garage. Well, or you could take him to the Disney store. Yeah, that's a in much, lieu of Disney. That is such a better idea that I wish I hadn't spoken when I thought of my first idea. I'm the guy that starts all his jokes with look. <laughs> Um, yeah, no. So go to REI. That's a practical living in the modern age, actually. Uh, now, go to REI and go camping there. Test it out. The weather's a lot better there. Really? Yeah. They have food. They have a lot of power, energy bars, those sorts of things. You can do that. Now, How many did he people believe you, you that there was a bear? I don't think so. I think he knew we were making believe. But we kept going out into the <laughs> store, and they'd be like, the bear's coming. We'd run back to the tent. It was fun. I mean, it was. I think he knew we were joking uh, until he started crying later in the evening. <laughs> Uh, Much pure, later. Well, pure nine, milk three. just rolling out of his eyeball. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, now I'm pen pals with TJ, and I don't tell people. This yeah, story. okay, okay. But he he wrote me because I, you know, he said, "Look, I, you know, Cash may want you to do the show, and I just, you know, I, I don't know. I didn't want to bring it up. It's just we haven't done it yet, and I, I, I know you're visiting. Your visitation hours are probably almost up." He just he wrote me, and sometimes I don't know if he's making believe. I guess is how I would say it. But um, you know, he he kind of said that there was a new section that you would probably try out with me called "Sexy Cab Drivers." Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, we, we bum bum bum. A new section of the show. Yeah. Sexy cab drivers. Yeah, he just said that it was going to be where we describe sort of sexy cab drivers. Bum bum bum. <laughs> yeah, I I didn't know. I I I don't remember talking to him. About oh yeah. This. Okay, you didn't. All right. Well, you know, he probably he probably was just sort of having fun at my expense, sort of pulling on my leg. Uh, did, where were you? You know what? I can't, I can't really do the where were you because you've where been was in solitary I, I was in here writing down. Okay, erotic fiction about cab drivers. Yeah. yeah. Thick okay. shoulders, <laughs> thick broad shoulders, hair that comes down to her the midriff of her neck. I don't even know what that is. That's how long it's been since I've been with a woman. Does a neck have a midriff? Years. Does a neck have a Not midriff? Not a jail. I just I can't I can't get it a, a giraffe's neck has a midriff. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a lot a of different areas. Hey, Jesus Christ! A giraffe's neck has a fucking lower back. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think giraffes describe? Like, uh, like a, a male giraffe is describing another hot giraffe's neck. Do you think there's different descriptions oh, yeah. of different parts of the neck? Like her, her low, the lower back of her neck. Yeah, ooh, that, is that really, mid trunk area yeah. of her neck. <laughs> it's extra trunky. Ooh, ooh, I like the Adam's apple section, <laughs> which is approximately one to one and a half feet. Do giraffes have Adam's apples? You know, I don't. I don't think so. Mm. You know, I, I think. 
You can definitely tell a transvestite giraffe when they walk by, but it's more about the okay, you know, yeah. the gate, their gait. I got it. I got it. Essential questions of human nature. You want to move along? Check yeah, out. Yeah, sure. Essentially, this is sexy. Essential questions of human nature. I don't. I don't. I really like eating meat, you know. But I, I don't. I, I like the way it tastes. But I don't think you can really justify eating meat if you really were to think about it. We don't have to eat it at this point. And, uh, you know, there's other ways we could go. Uh, and there's a lot of cruelty to animals that's involved with it. And yet I still eat meat. And I'm going to continue to eat meat. So I'm a hypocrite, right? I mean, that's pretty hypocritical. Yeah. And so we're all hypocrites in some levels, right? So the question is, how do we judge people? Do we judge them by the the size of the hypocrisy that they're living out or the the amount amount of of hypocrisy if they're just hypocritical in a lot of little areas but really in the big points. This is pretty hypocritical. I love animals and I'm going to continue to eat them. Well, it's tough. As much as I can. You know, there's an ethical... I had to say to Cobra out of somebody's glove compartment. <laughs> he, he launched a strike at you and you just swallowed him whole. Cash's jaw will unhinge. For breakfast, I had a giraffe neck. <laughs> just the lower back portion. It's disgusting. Was there Bernays or anything? Yeah. Look. But are, are there ways you're hypocritical? <laughs> I just said look again. That's good. <laughs> but not with all sincerity. But you know what I'm it's saying? I think it's frustrating when you look at yourself and you're like... You could look at yourself pretty much and say, I'm a bad person. There's, yeah. there's things I believe, which I don't live that way. Well, how do you, uh, you know, orient there, those two things? There's a, I subscribe to this sort of this uh, ethical philosophy, which is utilitarianism, which was sort of pioneered by John Stuart Mill, who is the great-great-grandfather of General Mills, and thus Lucky Charms. <laughs> Yeah, excuse me. In eighteen, <laughs> eighteen forty, never. Look, you know, it's tough that 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 sort of that philosophy is about. And I do believe this. He says, you know, sort of discovering a the cure for cancer in that moment of eureka, or seeing contemporary art and having a. You know, a, a, a visceral intellectual conversation about it is no better sort of version of happiness than playing darts to some guys at a pub playing darts and getting drunk. There's no greater value to either of those, you know, happinesses. And he thinks that every decision should be what gives the most amount of happiness to the most amount of people. So if you kill someone and it makes their entire family feel terrible and it you know, t- it takes away all their p- potential happiness, then you shouldn't do that. So you should really never but murder somebody. Based. But you should murder Hitler because the unhappiness that he's going to create is much greater than – so it sort of balances out like that. I mean it's much – I'm paraphrasing obviously. Where, where do you think he put uh, – playing the Hitler card? Do you think he would – or the Twitler card. He, I mean, he put. He said, Which "Never is, put the you, Twitler card because I have no idea what that is." <laughs> no, it's 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 in the uh, cashphrases.org. You have to check it out. It's just he, the Twitler the, card. That's where he was alive the Hitler card the internet. on Twitter. Yeah, no, I know Twitter. Oh no, I know on Twitter. <laughs> We're starting a site called Twitter. It's just tweets about Hitler. It's all it can be. <laughs> surprisingly. So so 
But how does this factor in with animals? So you're saying it's the most good for the most people. Well, decisions should be based on so that, 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 and that's happiness. That's yeah, and so that's sort of that also can be used to determine what's right and wrong. And I think almost is how I look at the hypocrisy thing. It's like if you have a lot of little hypocrisies, but you don't push them on people, or or they're not getting in the way of other people's, then you shouldn't be judged too harshly. It's kind of mm-hmm. my feeling is like. You know, if somebody's really overtly religious, but they don't shove it in your face, you know, then that's fine. And it, they aren't hypocritical that they're masturbating and then going to church mm-hmm. and, you know, cheating on their wives and then going to confess or whatever it is. But if, you know, if it's if it's little things like, you know, you hate, you always criticize people for things that they're not doing and you're not doing those things either um, or things that they're doing and you do some of the same things. That's kind of really bad. I mean, I, I judge people like that pretty harshly because they're using a lot of their time to sort of their hypocrisy makes someone else feel bad or is mm-hmm. abrasive to someone else. Because there is a percentage know, is that- of people. No, I love. I love. I, I think it's a, a good answer. I think it's an interesting answer. My dad is often talking about happiness, and he often says, "Your your obligation is not really to uh, to be happy. To uh, you know, everyone keeps uh, seeking pleasure and saying, I just want to be happy. You have to make sure you define what the happiness is, mm-hmm. and that that, that happiness uh, extends out, and the world is a tiny bit better place. F- uh, that." is just as important as being happy. What you're saying is that by doing that, that is happiness. I, I guess I'm, I'm – uh, that was kind of confusing. No, no, no. I think that's you know what right. I'm saying? Well, I think also – If you try to make the world a tiny bit better place, that is happiness on some level. That's what you're saying? Well, I also want to speak to the fact – because I was thinking about this today on the way over because I was just so frustrated with so many things. And I, I think that we – America's sort of – you know, origin of kind of independent innovators, explorers, you know, exceptional individuals sort of has, has, has hurt the concept of being in service to something bigger than yourself, whether it be the nation state or all the, all the things that communism and fascism and all that stuff kind of got right, but then used wrong. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I feel like, we don't consider ourselves in service to enough things, in service to our family, to our partner, to our children, to our job, to our, all that stuff. And there's a bunch of reasons for that. I mean, you can't really want to be in service to Best Buy if you work there because they don't represent anything. That's why some people are proud working for Apple and Starbucks. I wish there was more of that, whether or not you like those companies. Yeah. But that's just one small sector of how little we look around and say, like, uh, you know, People go, oh, I don't want to pick up that trash. That's somebody else's trash, you know? And that's a weird thing. It's like if everybody was like, oh, I'll pick up this trash because it's just lazy not to. There's no reason that I shouldn't bend down. And I'm always bitching about how I, I weigh too much and I wish I got the chance to exercise more and I won't bend down and pick this thing up. You know, or people say, oh, it'll give me germs. And then that's all self-important. And so, you know, I think people should be doing that. I don't know. So that, you know, because people don't think they're in service to enough things, they focus on, I want to be happy. I, 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 what they don't realize is you generally 
feel happier when you help other people and you're sort of, you know, you end up getting happiness back for how much. Well, that's the whole theory of that book, uh, In Search of Meaning. I think it was the fellow that was in the uh, concentration camp. Was it In Search of Meaning? Was that the name of the book? Ryan could has a face that just literally says, "Fuck you!" I read what I want, and I'm. It might be reading a Bob's Burger menu. It was a book about a fellow that was in. It was after He was in a concentration camp, and he uh, was. You talking about Eric Fromm? I, I I don't I don't know the name of the author. I'm sorry. It's it's crazy that I don't. But you know, the idea was that he was as happy as he had been because he found ways to be happy within that situation. Uh, by just trying to help others, and that 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 ends up making him feel better. If you do have a skill, you're saying you have an obligation. Here's a good example. Let's say you have a skill of, say, I don't know, just out of the blue, squirting milk from your eye, <laughs> just out of the blue, you know, out of the many <laughs> skills. Uh, you have an obligation to not use that skill to shoot your uh, your milk nine feet and get in the Guinness Book of World Records, or to stand across from He's somebody an when you laugh. It's the guy that right can squirt. Yeah, it's the guy that can squirt milk. To put into, out a tiny the barista, fire. The barista that can squirt milk into someone's uh, coffee. No one would ever it. drink that. Yeah, That's to, not to, in service of anything. Or, or the guy, yeah, that did puts you just, out the I'm fire. sorry. Did you just – first of all, <laughs> did you just squirt milk into my coffee yeah, from your blinks, eye? Just two blanks. And second, was that whole milk? Because I said skinny latte. I'm talking Callista Flockhart, motherfucker. <laughs> But if you have a skill, it's your obligation to to use it. I, I don't know if it's obligation, but it's it's if you would you might find yourself happier if you feel like you're in service to helping, even if it's like I tried at Radio Shack sometimes to be like, look, somebody is has to get batteries and they don't want to, and so they might as well come in and have a good experience with me instead of me being like, I hate working at Radio Shack, fuck my life. You want batteries? Find them yourself, yeah. douche liquor. But- I'm not going to get fired. Watch me. I just pulled my pants down to just above my pubis. <laughs> Look, I had no belt. This way. You're gonna, yeah, exactly. No belt, but you see a few more hairs. On my honey stick. On my honey <laughs> stick. <laughs> Listen, do you think that uh, Fitzgerald, uh, was it, wasn't it, or was it Salinger? Was it Salinger that just went into hiding after the. the was it Salinger? Mm. Who basically didn't do anything his last how many years? He was that good of an author. And just decided to not share his gift. Oh, uh, I see. Is it selfish at a certain well, point? Well, that's okay too, because you know I don't think anybody is born with the obligation. Nobody's born with the responsibility to share themselves with the world. I'm just saying, when you take that approach, it it, it can be it can make for a happier life. I also it's interesting to me too. Like there is an idea that. I don't know, and maybe it's uh, 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 people have this hypocrisy, and it's particularly grating for me. But I understand why people are like, "Oh, I wish I was happier. I wish I was further in my career. I wish I, you know, I wish I felt better about this. I wish I had a better relationship with this person in my family, whatever." And they're not spending any time thinking about how to do it. It's mm-hmm. so crazy. You're just, and lately I've been really into the idea of. Spend time thinking about how I'm thinking and how to make myself think in a way that is better for, you know, I got nothing to do. I'm in a fucking cell 24 hours yeah, a day, it, it, six a days a week. Yeah. On the seventh day, they well, take me to what they call Disneyland, but there's sure a lot of cash <laughs> registers. 
Look, I, I think the mural, Warden. the mural that you've drawn here on the wall is 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 well. It's of the dance. It's of the enough. dances that could be danced <laughs> if they let Listen. this bird free. I want to move it along because this this he's squirting milk out his eye into the mouths into the eyes of his baby birds. <laughs> I'm going to move it along to our next topic uh, because this plays perfectly with what I wanted to discuss with you, uh, Trisket. Um, tiny opinions. We're going to move on to tiny opinions now. And, Though they uh, are in fact normal sized men, they have tiny opinions. Uh, there, there are certain people that have jobs though that I think need to be eliminated. Uh, where they're not helping society. And and what I'm talking about is the bathroom attendant. I think that the bathroom attendant is actually spreading disease. Mm -hmm. Because I am so not wanting to deal with the bathroom attendant that I don't wash my hands when he's there. Because it's it's weird. It's weird to have this person uh, give you – you know know it's just as easy as being handed a paper towel – just grabbing it from the exact same spot a human being mm. would be, and then you feel obligated to tip, and you didn't want to. You just wanted to use the bathroom, and he's lingering in the bathroom, and you feel bad for him. And I, I feel like it's a job that should never have been created. You know, it's it's weird. It's it, so it, awkward. It feels a little archaic, especially because robots even do this for you. Like we already have replaced them. If you the hand dryer dries your hands. You, they have motion sensor things to give you the – you don't have to like pu- push any levers or anything. Right, right. And really they're there primarily to offer you mints and cigarettes right. for you know a dollar for a cigarette or something like that. I will say this. I always take – and I do this a lot with a lot of things. I always take the approach that it's like it's better for me to give this person a dollar than not – and then I just give them a dollar. And the reason I, I think they're not is because I don't need the dollar as much as they do in the sense that they're in the bathroom right now smelling Absolutely. human shit. I know. It's a horrible job. And peddling altoids. It makes me altoids. feel sad, yeah. So you might as well just give them money. I, it's it like, makes me feel it, sad. It's better. And I, that's why I understand somebody – This here's a great example of hypocrisy. There was a guy that I was with and we went to this like – you know, it was a club. This was years ago when I wasn't in jail. And he didn't give any money to the bathroom attendant. And then we were walking past a homeless person and he gave him like $5. And I was like, what are you doing? Save that this for person, the hookers. Yeah. Yeah. I know well, you're no, going. This person going. is outside doing absolutely nothing, which again, they're, they're un- due to circumstances out of their control. And I still, I don't, you don't give money directly to panhandlers because they can make like 30, 50 bucks a day sometimes. Yeah. I give it to like, you know, right. uh, no, I agree with you charities. There. I agree with you there. I'm just saying. money that- correctly. But, you know, so that's why I, I'll always pay a bathroom attendant, just like I always pay a, a tip of valet guy a little bit more. Yeah. Just like I'll always, if I'm with a tranny hooker, you're talking about hookers before, you know, and she's like, it's 300. For the blundo, which mm-hmm. I don't even know what that is. It ended up just being a ball-biting session <laughs> a with a little ball-busting. She'd sort of insult the way I looked in addition to biting gently on my testicles. And gently is – that's a favor wrapped in a gift in terms right, of – Right, It was – they were full-on bites. Yeah, yeah. I said, what do you think those are, jelly bellies down there? <laughs> If so, they're both popcorn flavored, so keep them out of your fucking mouth. <laughs> but you know, so she'll say three hundo, and I'll, you know, I'll give her yeah. three hundred and one dollars. Yeah, 
And then, you know, she she probably has a bathroom attendant. Case closed. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Instead of let the wind do its job. Give him a little nine-foot milk wink. (laughs) That's what I call that. Instead of 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 let the wind do its job, it's let the eye do its job. (laughs) Oh, God, that's gross. That's that's an eye. That's a tear duct that's a little sick. Yeah, that's that's a a sick. That's a sick milk toss. Yeah. you know, somebody says that they go, "Hey, TJ, uh, you know, we're going to uh, we're going to the after hours bar. See if we can find any ladies. If you know what I'm saying." And I go, "Hey, <laughs> wink it, don't spray it." Uh, Rarold, <laughs> that guy's name is Rarold. We're gonna we're gonna you move it along. It? We're gonna move on to maskers. Uh, we gotta we gotta do that. We gotta do like eighty five percent of superheroes. This is Maskers. Hey, before we get into Maskers, I just want to say this, uh, cashphrases.org. Uh, it's funny. And thanks to Ryan Liptak and Greg Stefanakis for putting it together. It's a funny – it's just been updated. I just and read Ryan Liptak, if you meet a woman with a last name and you decide to become married – Go ahead and take it. I don't even have to hear what it is. Okay. Okay. If her last name is is Polaroid Pussy. Now we're gonna see <laughs> which there's a few of those. Uh, there's a few of those. Yeah. Polaroid Pussy. That, I'd, that's a I'd wave that dick around till it's dry. That's that's almost become too common a name, but yeah. uh parrot sailing. This is in the uh, catchphrases. Mm. Do you know what that is? Do you, yeah, that's, Do you remember that? Yeah, uh, that's when you're doing a. It's the what is it? The it's par- a, it's, paral- it's parasailing with a parrot on your shoulder. On your shoulder. Yeah. I mean, how amazing! That's good. I didn't even know what it was, but okay. hey, how amazing is it that I can remember something that we said? <laughs> hey, everybody, praise me! <laughs> I'm going to tag it on Tweeties. <laughs> I'm going to give you another one. Massage anistic. That's when, as you're getting a massage, you kind of you whisper back like, "Yeah." If you had man's hands, maybe these shoulders wouldn't be so fucking tense. <laughs> close. It's Here's a, a dollar. Hand me an Altoid. <laughs> Wait, this is close. When you need someone's shoulders while well, you tell them they should be making 75 cents for your every dollar. <laughs> Much better than mine. <laughs> That's a good one. Uh, koala bearing the witness. This is uh, giving the witness little tiny licks on their face and then give them a little eucalyptus, a common practice of lawyers who have koalas in their office, of which there are a few. I don't trust him. A passive threesome. You know what that is. That's an act of group sex involving three people where one participant is fake sleeping. (laughs) (laughs) But then they leave and they go, I was at a threesome this weekend, man. Yeah, no, I mean, I was facing away. The passive passive, uh, threesome. High seasoning. This is high treason where you've over-seasoned the cod. Can I go back for a second? Can I go back for a second to talk about yeah. honey badgering the sure, witness? Sure. And that's when yeah. a lawyer has a honey badger and he kinda he kinda pokes the, yeah. the purchase on the witness stand with it and he goes, Hey, you see this honey badger? Well, I got the same thing as the first part of the animal's name, <laughs> but it had a stick on the end and take a look at this zipper peeker. <laughs> honey badgering the witness. How about honey sticking the witness? This is where you actually poke the witness with your honey stick. I mean, there's you. <laughs> it's never happened without being held in contempt, of course. <laughs> M- milk squirting the witness. It doesn't. Then you try to make it sound better than it is. <laughs> better than it is. And better than it is. Um, 
So anyway. This is the best day of my last <laughs> eight months of my life. Uh, listen, buddy. Just if they give you your last meal, just go ahead like we talked about. I talked to this about, uh, about this with TJ Miller. Just keep sending the meal back uh, and you, know, you can extend your sentence. What do you really think about him? You can tell me here. TJ Miller? Yeah. I'll tell you what I think. I mean, the guy I shows up to my show. he's a goddamn liar. He shows up to my show. He's usually drunk. He's, he's, I think uh, he's, he's guilty of that yeah. crime. I, he, may have, he may or may not have killed uh, Mackie Sasser. I do know he crushed my knee and my uh, uh, extremities during that uh, fateful day. Yeah. He actually rolled over me two or three How times. How are you feeling? How's your lower body? Not great. Not great. I have a uh, some mechanical devices yeah. uh, which handle most of my sexual needs, mm. uh, and I'm saying like, you know, things are attached to me. How many body. of your sexual needs would you say? Like forty out of fifty? Uh, How many uh, needs do you actually, have? Sexually? There's sixty-seven physical needs which I've documented, uh, and uh, you've documented and, is the best way to put it. And uh, forty-three of them are being handled by a droid <laughs> at this point. <laughs> the cell phone. I mean, that's where they're at. You know, I have three physical needs, and the iPhone can only do one of them. Jesus <laughs> Christ. You know what I'm saying? I'm thinking about going over to Sprint. <laughs> so, well, thank you for the 12 and a half for listening. We, uh, we got some stuff coming up. You got some stuff coming up uh, you want to tell people? Oh, about? yeah. Are you kidding me? I'm going to be in Appleton April 11th through the 13th. Appleton. Maybe for the last time, mm-hmm. you know. And, uh, and I've got a tour that is – I can't believe I don't have my – it's a tour in May. Go to my website. But I think like early May, I'm going to Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. I'm going to Cleveland. I'm kind of doing a mini, mini Midwest, Madison, Wisconsin, okay. a little mini Midwest tour. Okay. I think that's May 5th through the 13th, somewhere in there. And uh, tickets are actually on sale for that right now. And you can come and see me. And it's just... You know, it's not going to be what you hoped for. It's not going to be what you expected. It's going to be disappointing, yeah. I don't know if disappointing. I mean, that's pretty harsh. I think it'll leave you with a feeling of of insatisfaction. Mm -hmm. That's even a word. If it's not, I think I I, just coined it as to what you'll feel. I have a friend. You ever eat some cake and you go, you know what? I'm not going to eat this whole thing. I don't need to. And then you throw it away. And then you're like, I thirst for the blood of the youth of the tribe. <laughs> yeah. Because he hadn't drank enough yeah. earlier in the ceremony. That's what it's like. I, one word to describe your show, uh, I've heard people walking out and they say they were uh, crestfallen. Harry pickled. Oh, sorry. Crestfallen. You, her, yeah. yeah? Yeah. What would you say is one word to describe your show and where are you going to be coming up? Well, I'm going to be sticking around LA for the next like month. Because uh, your enough. wife is about to explode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's got a, a bomb on her, and you're carrying <laughs> the, the detonator. And at any moment, you're just going to fucking let that sucker rip. Yeah, that's why I'm in this prison, just to try to get some recognizance, just to what's, figure what's out the what's word going with on that? with that. Uh, yeah, my wife is. It's very close, so I'm sticking around, I'm staying close to home. This was my last trip for about a, a month. I, wow. Uh, you know, in April, I will be uh, at a theater outside of uh, Portland. I'm not sure what it's called, and also a theater outside of Boise. That's how I, much we care yeah. about marketing ourselves and making sure that our fans can see <laughs> us live. We have no idea where the fuck we are or when we're there. It's a theater in Salem. I'm going to let people know on the next uh, two podcasts from now. I'll let them know. Okay. Uh, and also, so don't hold your breath, people yeah. who are listening next week. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, 
But uh, please uh, check out our website. Do you know the sex of the baby? Is it sexy, asexual, um, homosexual? We do, we do know it's, it's a very sexy baby. Uh, from what I've been told, uh, the doctor told me, he said, I don't know what the sex is, the doctor. But he did say uh, he has 73 uh, <laughs> ways in which needs. the physical needs already. So uh, this, this little guy, he's going to really be uh, coming Luck, out. Luckily, your insurance is pretty good, and uh, it's going to take care of 14 of them as he comes out. You're in good hands uh, so, with all um, state. That's is that even an impression of that guy? No, not at all. And it's because you only do one impression really well, and that's T.J. Miller. I almost felt like I was talking to T.J. Miller here uh, today. Yeah, you grant me one last wish. You know, I, a lot of people don't know this, but I am on death row, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I want my last meal to be an unlimited breadsticks from Olive Garden. <laughs> and I'm going to write that down. Unlimited. That's nice. That goes on for quite a while. We should at least do one maskers if we're going to call it maskers. Okay, do it. And then this... I, I want to do a triple banger auxiliary. If okay. we can get that ready. That's my last wish before I go okay. to the electric chair. Okay. okay. And it's not actually an electric chair. You know, it's a hybrid chair. Okay. This... So they do. It's, it's, it's gas powered, but for just the first. Does it have a massage uh, uh, aspect of it too? The The... I, I don't want to say aspect, but it, let me put it this way. It takes care of four out of five of those physical needs. Lumbar support? <laughs> that's what it is. Uh, this one's actually by Greg Stefanakis. Uh, would presenting your genitals to your partner via handstand increase the likelihood of sexual activity? Presenting your genitals to your partner. Now, I didn't know. Maybe this is why In I was so bad at the courtship process. I didn't know that the... Uh, that there was a genital presentation period during a dating cycle. Mm-hmm. Do you present your? And now I will present my genitals. Yeah, you know my <laughs> Did house. You announce that my I mean, you, my house husband, Trinina. Oh boy. <laughs> no, well listen. You know you don't want to know you really about do my a past. Great, you until, do a great T.J. Miller. Look, impression. Trinina. Well, this is real. This yeah. is my actual house husband, and she when she first revealed her breast to me, she said. Sorry about these motherfuckers. And that, I thought, was like a presentation of her genitalia. I know it's not the actual vagina. Yeah. And uh, I know when I presented my penis and my testicles, I said, uh, here's whoopsie, here's daisy, and here's crazy. Because, <laughs> I, I, you know, that's what all three of my, my member parts are named. <laughs> but if you do a handstand... You're kind of showing your taint. You're highlighting your banus, the area between your balls and your anus. <laughs> you're, you're sort of highlighting that early on in the relationship. That's yeah. something I like to keep private until we've really been dating six months to four years. Yeah. Well, yeah. And if you have an auxiliary penis or penis, mm-hmm. um, the bonus penis, <laughs> I sometimes you reveal that early on just to let them know that there's bonus. a second one. I like bonus with an There's eye. a second one. Coming in. Uh, can I do <laughs> yeah, one do that for my life? Okay. Yeah. Please. Thank Triple you. What a great auxiliary round. Cash, I may be dead by the next time, but by the time you all hear this, I may be dead. That is likely. Yeah. This is a triple banger auxiliary round. If you're. If you're licking tits and taking shits, shouldn't that be enough for you? Shouldn't that be enough to be happy? <laughs> okay, now this is this is the triple. If back. you're chanting big hips, 
no tits or big big tits, no hips. Either way, shouldn't that be enough for you? Yeah. I'd like to put this to modern dance, if you will. Okay, okay. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> well, I stubbed my toe. I can't do it. I'll just have to keep painting the, the idea of it. Thanks for having me. Tris could hurl a button. Thank you Please, so much. Please, if I get out of jail, vote for me. I'm running in 2016. Yeah, well, you're, you're actually – are you the undercard on the Pemberton Buttlesticks ticket? Yeah. Okay, well, we look forward to that. If thank I'll you for coming. Me, thank you. All right. Coming home to carry me home. Literally coming home to carry me. I'm already home. You don't need to carry me. You came home to carry me to the place I am. Now leaving Nerdist.com.